Bloomberg Radio. From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning to you from your official Rise guys, Jack Harris, Katie Bacino, and James Berlander. And of course, as always, you can be our fourth here at 800-969-9352. You can text us at 82945. Just begin your text with the call letters WFLA. And if you have our iHeartRadio app, you could send us a message. Yes, indeed. Just go to the microphone on the app and press it, and you yeah. can record up to 30 seconds. Yeah, they got to be streaming News Radio WFLA first, and then they'll see the microphone up here. Yeah. Stream WFLA first, and yep. then you'll see the mic appear. Then you can send us that 30 second message that we're able to put on the air. And don't forget, the iHeartRadio app is free, and you can hear Jack, Katie, and I in crystal clear sounds. No static, nothing. Beautiful sound. Great way to listen to it, the way many people do all over the country, believe it or not. It's amazing some of the places that I've run into people that listen to us. Yeah, I mean, Boston's one of them. I remember at Disney and running into a couple of guys from England, from London, who listened to us. Of course, it's in the afternoon or something like that for them. Uh, and we got Phil up in, I think it's Minnesota, who listens to us every morning. And, uh, I mean, there, and somebody in LA, uh, sent me an email once. They listen in the mornings. And of course, they have to listen really, really early. I had someone in Germany email saying that that they listen. So, yeah, they listen all over the world. Well, the old iHeart app allows people to do it. And you can listen on it right here for sure. Um, there are going to be things changing here with Twitter, apparently. And Elon Musk, of course, has taken it over. And we're going to have to have somebody explain all this to me, but uh, Elon Musk says verified accounts will cost $8 a month. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with how he's going to go about that. Yeah, that'll force me to give up Twitter for sure, but uh, maybe whatever verified account means well so okay jack you if you uh, were a big twitter user you would have a verified account that means it's a check mark by your name saying that you're the official jack harris because anyone else even katie or i can open up a fake jack harris account but only yours would have a check mark next to it that way people know that you're the real jack harris hmm so typically, it takes a lot to get a check mark, and now he's saying, "Oh, anyone could have a check mark for eight bucks, eight dollars a month." Wow, that's ninety-six dollars a year. Yeah, just for a stupid check mark. Yeah, that's a little expensive. I for don't me. know if I would leave Twitter over it though. Yeah, I'm sticking with Facebook. Forget about Twitter. Right. But I mean, that's a multi-billionaire, so. I guess he can afford it. And oh, yeah. Thinks other Twitter users can afford it. Maybe we ought to do a Twitter poll on that. <laughs> 
but you hate Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hey, by the way, Katie, we had a Twitter poll or something I wanted to check on whether we ought to do it again. Now I've forgotten what it is. I'll have to think about it here for a minute. All right. Um, was it on? No, I'll think about it know. and come up with it here in a minute. We're still waking up here. Yes, indeed. We certainly are. It's 10 after 5 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time, providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 514, Chris Strankman is in here with us now in from the newsroom. And what's going on this morning, Chris? Good morning, Jack. Well, we're getting even closer to the midterm elections. And Republicans are ahead of Democrats by two points on a generic congressional ballot. A Wall Street Journal poll found that 46% of voters would vote for a GOP candidate versus 44% who would vote for a Democratic one. And that lead is within the margin of error, but it is an improvement for Republicans since August when Democrats led in that poll by three points. Hmm. Well, that's a big change. Yeah. I think it shows that there's been a difference in the emphasis on issues. Back in August, people were talking about abortion and yeah. those kinds of controversies, which appeared to favor Democrats, at least at that time. But now the focus is on inflation. The focus is on crime and the economy in general, and that is favoring Republicans as they lead in most of the polls on that issue. Yeah, I think uh, if you're a betting person, you got to go with a GOP in this. They're almost a sure thing to take a big lead in the House of Representatives, and the question is whether or not they will take the Senate, and polling on that is a lot closer right now, but... Um, all they've got to do is take it by a couple of senators, and they can control it because it won't come down to the vice president making the tie-breaking vote or anything like that. That's correct. And so all these races that we're seeing in places like Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, they're all very, very important as far as who will control the houses of Congress. But I think you're right, Jack. I would say that the House is, is a pretty good bet for oh, yeah. Republicans, not just because of the polling, but because of the way these districts have been have been drawn and uh, and what the polls are showing in those individual districts. Not a lot of competitive uh, congressional districts left in the country, and so a lot of those races are sort of a foregone conclusion. And the ones that are toss-ups, uh, many of them are favoring Republicans right now, quite a few, actually. Yeah, in the state of Florida, they're talking about it becoming a very red state in the... Uh upcoming election that's right you know nikki freed's the only uh democratic candidate who was elected statewide and of course she's leaving office so it's expected that the last seat would go republican assuming they went out in all the other uh, races as well and there's also the possibility that there could be a, a super majority in the uh, republican controlled uh state legislature so yeah. we'll see how that plays out as well it's going to be a big one. We'll be reporting on it here at 970 WFLA as results come in and even overnight. That's right. So President Biden was in South Florida yesterday. He was in Miami Gardens, and he was calling out Republicans on abortion rights. He also said democracy is at risk if Republicans take control of the House and Senate. And then he went to Golden Beach 
and he called Governor DeSantis Donald Trump incarnate. He was attending <laughs> rallies for Charlie Crist, who, of course, is running for governor. Val Demings running for Senate. And Republicans right now polling very well in both of those statewide races. Yeah, that's... Um I, I think this thing about democracy and trouble if Republicans take over is kind of idiotic. But uh, there must be some benefit to having Crist. I just don't know what it would be. Well, Charlie Crist, I think, helped himself a little bit in the debate, but it hasn't shown up much in the polls. So, yeah. you know, if that, uh, if that was a help at the ballot box, we'll, we'll have to see when it's all said and done. Of course, their one thing is that, well, DeSantis... He's not going to stay here if he becomes governor for four years. He's not going to stay in the governor's seat. He's going to be running for national office. That's very possible, Jack. And that's their their big thing. And I'm thinking, well, his backup will be his lieutenant governor, and that person would become governor. That's true. That is correct. But it's not clear, though, what President Trump is going to do. And I think all the potential presidential candidates are waiting to see what the former president will decide for his political future. So the Parkland school shooter expected to be formally sentenced today to life in prison without parole. Nicholas Cruz pleaded guilty last year to all the charges connected to the 2018 shooting that killed 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Survivors and grieving relatives of victims faced Cruz in court yesterday, some expressing anger over the jury's decision not to recommend the death penalty. Some were actually yelling at the defense attorneys, the, uh, the the people who were representing Cruz in the courtroom. Yeah, those are the guys that are have saved his life, basically. And, well, I think the jury did. Well, yeah, the jury did, but I mean, it's because of all the things that the defense attorneys did in his behalf. And if anybody ought to ever get the death penalty, this guy ought to get the death penalty. And it shouldn't be. The problem is now the death penalty's not even painful. They want to make sure they don't cause any pain whatsoever to a guy that caused one hell of a lot of pain with a whole lot of people. And that's just crazy. I mean, you need to go back to hanging. <laughs> if, if, if I had my way, or at least... Uh, Maybe um, the electric chair, bring that back. What about the firing squad? Well, the firing squad would be good, too. And I think but. some states had the gas chamber. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, there were there were a number of different ways. But you're right. Most I think all the states now do the uh, lethal injection. Yeah, and they give them pills to make sure it doesn't hurt even to get a shot. Kind of thing you can't get when you go to the doctor. Right. Well, that's, you know, part of the controversy with the death penalty in Florida. They, they changed the law so that it required a unanimous jury, which is the case in most states. Uh, I think only Alabama does not have a unanimous jury for the death penalty. But that's not the way it had been done in Florida for a long time. Yeah. And as we're seeing, uh, prosecutors aren't having nearly the success they had in getting death penalty sentences. You, as they you almost to. can't get it done now. You're never going to get 12 people together that agree that the death penalty is okay. You're always going to have at least one, two, or three who are going to believe that the death penalty is unfair or not right. And that's why some people are saying that maybe they should change the law in Florida because they say if you can't get a death penalty case in the Nicholas Cruz shooting, then how are you going to get one in a, in a lesser Oh, you never case? will. You never will. Yeah, so that that's obviously something that some of the lawmakers will probably take a look at 
in the upcoming session. There, there has been discussion that maybe they, they would change the law, but then they would face a Supreme Court challenge on that. Yeah, so sure. Warren Sapp, the great defensive player for the Tampa Bay Bucks, is calling for the team captain to turn in his C. You know, the logo they put on their uniform. We're talking about Devin White. He's the linebacker who appeared to loaf it after a play against the Ravens in the loss uh, in the latest Bucks game. Uh, Sapp essentially saying that he didn't uh, give it 100% and therefore shouldn't be representing the team with the captain logo. Now, White was the player of the month back in September. Yeah. But I think it's a safe bet to say that was a better team, a better Bucks team back in September. Oh, it was. Than it is now in November. Yeah, they're struggling now. I don't think we can even think about a Super Bowl this year. But yeah, there's still time to turn it around, Jack, and it's a bad division. So, you know, if uh if they can start winning some games and and the other teams in the division stay as bad teams, the Bucks still have a shot at going to the playoffs because they could win that division and you get an automatic berth well, into the playoffs. Let's, let's hope that happens. You don't sound too optimistic. <laughs> We're going to have to have the other guys get bad rather than us get good. Yeah, they they got a lot of work to do. But uh, hey, you know what? Tom Brady finalized his divorce, so maybe okay. he can move on and and you know just maybe focus things on football. will get better. That's right. <laughs> he can make a pass. There you go. At somebody else <laughs> and not have it dropped. Yeah. All right, Chris will have more coming up in seven minutes at the bottom of the hour. 523, and here's John Thomas in traffic. I'm for details. How will the ongoing inflation issues affect the midterms? All the latest happenings happen here. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. Well, this time next week, it will not be this time next week, and it'll get dark one hour earlier than it does now. Of course, it'll get light one hour earlier in the morning than it does now. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, a lot of people want to maintain daylight time year-round because they feel it's important for uh, getting the, um, well, the tourists here and everything because they're the ones that like to go to the beaches and things like that. Of course, some complain that Kids have to go to school in the dark because of that, but just bump school up an hour. I'm I'm one personally that would like to see year-round DST, and we had a poll on that some time ago, and Katie, how'd that poll come out? Well, 76% of people said they would like to see daylight saving time be made permanent. Bah humbug. <laughs> oh, you don't want it. Oh, no, I, I'm a night person, so I love when it gets dark out earlier. Like when so after the time change this coming weekend, I believe Paul Delegato tweeted. I'm sorry, Jack. He tweeted out that sunset is going to be around five thirty six that that day. Yeah, five thirty six. Way okay too with. early. People aren't even home from work then. But that's the way it is. We'll talk more about it coming up. It's five twenty nine on AM Tampa Bay. Keeping you up on what's trending, here's the AM Tampa Bay trendsetter, Katie Bacino. And at 5.36, what do we have trending this morning, Katie? Well, a national day today. I actually could celebrate this one, National Deviled Egg Day. I Ooh, love a good deviled egg. And we I don't, do, too. We don't get them often enough. They're only for, like, occasions, right? Like, I don't feel like people ever just make deviled eggs because they want deviled eggs. No, James, wrong. They're very I good. I hate it. Mm. Right, you guys could have them. No, I love them. 
Yeah, Joy makes them for me occasionally, and I love them. You, so you do get them randomly just throughout the year, not only on like Thanksgiving and Easter? Yeah. Good for you. I See, I got to get me a Joy. I don't get them often enough. I only get them like two or three years or two or three days a year. Well, with me, it's only weekends. <laughs> no, fair enough. When we're home. That's, hey, I take it. I need deviled eggs more in my life. I might have to make some today to celebrate today. It's also National Broadcast Traffic Professionals Day. So happy National Broadcast Traffic Professionals Day to John Thomas, our very own traffic professional. Good John Thomas. Good John Thomas. Yeah. That's been an incredible part of uh, broadcasting on news talk stations like ours over the years. We've had some phenomenal people. Over the oh, yeah. 52 years that I've been here. We absolutely uh, have. Doing these things. And I remember back in the day when I came here, WDAE, which was just AM then. Right. And they were the top rated station. And it was because of the traffic broadcaster, Sergeant Al Ford. I mean, his name was better known than the mayor. Because wow. everybody listened to Sergeant Al Ford. Of course, he was in a plane, but he did their traffic broadcasts in the morning, and they were so popular. It was incredible, and we couldn't beat them. We had a reporter on the ground, and I, her name was Sandy Alexander. I nicknamed her Sergeant Sandy. <laughs> and listen, we love John Thomas, but I remember growing up listening to Gary McHenry, and he was oh, actually yeah. in the helicopter. Yep, at one time. Time for John Thomas to get a helicopter. Yeah. John Thomas, step it up. <laughs> he was he was there briefly. That ended after a while, but McHenry was a great one. Oh, yeah. Passed away a few years ago, but he was just a great broadcaster in general and a great guy. But nevertheless, anything else today? Yes, so I just put this video on the blog. Let me see if it's up yet. Well, give me a second. But uh, there's a woman in Tampa who was seen on doorbell security, you know, on the video, like the ring doorbell. And on Halloween night, this is a grown woman, mind you. This is not like a seven, eight-year-old child was seen on video stealing both buckets of candy. Apparently, she was just didn't want to settle for one piece of candy, so... I don't know why people do this. You know people have security cameras, and she just is seen taking both of the buckets and just emptying them into her bag. And there's no children with her. This is a grown woman dressed as what appears to be a barmaid. I can't really tell what she's dressed as, but just ridiculous. Like, that's embarrassing. That is not what you want to go viral for. She just takes them. Oh, she sure does. Like, she just steals it. No, no regret at all either. Like she doesn't look up to see if there's a camera. No, so she will regret later on. It's called diabetes. <laughs> True that. She's gonna regret it when her friends start tagging her on Facebook. Like, hey, is this you? Yeah. I mean, she's a grown woman. You know it. Why you can you? watch the video at amchampabay.com, By the way. Oh yeah, check it out. And there's a couple of other good ones. The one of. Katie, what are you doing in that thing? That, yeah, what that's are incredible. You got to got to check this video out on our on our blog here amchampabay.com. Um so there's some random challenge to a Michael Bublé song on TikTok. It's not like eating Tide Pods or anything ridiculous like the normal TikTok challenges, but you have to spell the word love with your body. So there was three of us here at work who tried to give it a go. It was called the love challenge. Ah. It was interesting. Yeah, now I got to look at it again. 
now that I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, we had to use our bodies to create the letters, and it Whoa. went along with the song. If you listen with the song, it makes sense because it's he's spelling out the word love. L is the, for the way you look at me. O is the only one All right, maybe I let him sing right, it, James. Right. Maybe incredible let him you remember that song or the words to it. V is very, very, very extraordinary. Very, a little off-key there. A little off-key and off-tune, but, you know, right right message. (laughs) Lyrics are somewhat correct. E is even more than anyone that you adore. Oh, brother. Okay, I'm done. Well, we got to take a break here. We we got this day in history coming up. We'll tell you more about the blog in a minute. You got to check that out. And the Red Hot Katie, it's 541. Time to check in with John Thomas. Now. Taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And this day in history is brought to you by the Duncan Duo. Today in history, November 2nd, in 1675, the Plymouth Colony Governor Josiah Winslow led a colonial militia against the Narragansett during King Philip's War. This was a war between the colonists and the indians 1889 north dakota and south dakota are admitted as the 39th and 40th u.s states 1920 in the u.s kdka of pittsburgh begins broadcasting as the first commercial radio station the first broadcast is the result of the 1920 u.s presidential election that was the uh, station that I used to listen to the 10 years I was in Morgantown, or the eight years, a couple of years away for the military, but uh, they had a morning guy called Reg Cordick, and they had about 70% of the Pittsburgh radio audience every morning. That was an incredible show. Anyway, a little nostalgia for me there. 1936, the British Broadcasting Corporation initiated the BBC Television Service, the world's first regular high-def service. In 1947, in California, designer Howard Hughes performed the maiden and only flight of the Hughes H-4 Hercules, also known as the Spruce Goose, the largest fixed-wing aircraft ever built at that time. 1959 quiz show scandals. 21 game show contestant Charles Van Doren admitted to a congressional committee that he'd been given questions and answers in advance. 1960, Penguin Books is found not guilty of obscenity in the trial the RV... Penguin Books Limited, the Lady Chatterley's Lover case. Of course, that was later made into a movie. 1965, Norman Morrison, a 31-year-old Quaker, set himself on fire in front of the river entrance to the Pentagon to protest the use of napalm in the Vietnam War. 1966, the Cuban Adjustment Act came into force allowing 123,000 Cubans the opportunity to apply for permanent residence in the U.S. 1967, the Vietnam War, President Lyndon Johnson and the wise men concluded that the American people should be given more 
optimistic reports on the progress of the war. That was after I got back. 1983, U.S. President Ronald Reagan signed a bill creating Martin Luther King Jr. Day. 1984, capital punishment, Velma Barfield became the first woman executed in the United States since 1962. 1986, the Lebanon hostage crisis, U.S. hostage David Jacobson is released in Beirut after 17 months in captivity. 1988, the Morris Worm, the first Internet-distributed computer worm to gain significant mainstream media attention, is launched from MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. 1999, Honolulu shootings in the worst mass murder in the history of Hawaii. A gunman shoots at eight people in the workplace, killing seven. Uh, in 2016, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Cleveland Indians in the World Series, ending the longest Major League Baseball championship drought at 108 years. And that was Joe Madden, who ended up living here in Tampa for a long time, who was the manager then. 1912, Centro Español's new brick clubhouse opened in Ybor City. And this goes back since I wasn't here then. It's an important one. October 30th, 1974, Tom McCluskey, a Philadelphia contractor, was awarded Tampa Bay's NFL franchise, which, of course, became the Buccaneers. And this day in history presented by the Duncan Duo. Get your career booming by being a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now, jointheduo.com. It's 5.50. Time to check in now with John Thomas. On air and online at WFLANews.com. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 5.53 and joining us now, Rory O'Neill, our NBC News Radio reporter. And uh, Rory got a two-day meeting of the Federal Reserve Board that will be wrapping up today. Is there going to be another increase in interest rates, which ultimately will cost the consumer? Uh, that's the plan. They're expecting interest rates will go up another three-quarters of a point. That's the fourth three-quarters of a point raise in a row, so almost unprecedented. But the Fed is taking these actions because inflation, uh, we haven't seen numbers like this in inflation in 40 years. So uh, what we're really looking for is what the Federal Reserve Chairman has to say this afternoon at 2 o'clock after the rate hike is announced. Will they start to take their foot off the gas pedal is the question and, and have smaller rates increases starting in December and then again in March and February. So that, that's what most analysts expect. Uh, you know, when the Fed does what's expected, the markets are normally okay. It's when they go outside the box, <laughs> you can see your 401k plummet. Is this something that's going to be a political issue? Well, yeah, well, I think the inflation is more of a political issue than the interest rates. Uh, you, you know, President Biden has sort of kept a hands-off approach when it comes to the Fed. Most presidents do. Uh, they don't get involved and let them sort of do their thing. But, uh, you know, the reason that we have all these, all this runaway inflation certainly has been a topic of political, political debate. 
One other quick thing here, you being our airline expert too, uh, Delta pilots rejected Delta's latest offer, and United pilots have authorized a strike vote. Uh, that could have a big impact on holiday travelers, I would think. Yeah, it might. So just something to keep on the radar and, and reverse that. So United rejected the contract. Delta authorized a possible strike. We're still a long way from that happening. You know, the, the, actually the federal government uh, has to get involved and, and let them take a strike with the National Mediation Board. Uh, but, yeah, it, th- these negotiations for contracts with pilots have been underway literally for years but United rejecting a 15% pay raise for pilots over the next 18 months. Pay is an issue, but so is the scheduling. These pilots say they're being run ragged as airlines are overbooking. We certainly saw that happening over the summer. Uh, The airlines are doing well right now, and the pilots' union feels they're in a strong bargaining position. Yeah, we did some flying last weekend, and the uh, airports are pretty crowded, I'll guarantee you that. Tough to park at the airport these days. Oh, man, that's always a problem. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. it's expensive. Well, you've been to uh, Tampa International, haven't you? Absolutely. Best airport in America and getting better. All the time. It's terrific. Yep, it sure is. We got a chance to fly in and out of there this past weekend and took a long trip. And uh, it Where'd just you go? really is incredible. And what's really going to be great is there doing moving sidewalks now in the uh, parking garage. Right. And that'll make a big difference, too, in people getting from their cars into the airport. But that's part of them that's becoming... That's tourism. Got to love it. Yep. Becoming even better. At Radio Rory is where you'll find him on Twitter, and we will talk to you tomorrow, Rory. Thanks, Jack. Talk to you then. Hey, thank you. It's 557 on AM Tampa Bay. From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning. It's AM Tampa Bay putting a little fun in the fundamentals here with Jack Harris and Katie Vicino and James Berlander. And of course, as always, you can join us at 800-969-9352. Got some birthdays, first of all. Uh, Gina Masail Katahia. She's, uh, used to be on the show from time to time. PR person for the Seminole Hard Rock places and, um, living down near the southern one now, or the main headquarters. Uh, Jane McKee, Robbie Fado, and Beavis Oldsmar. Who lives in Oldsmar, by the way. What? He used to be the mayor. Yeah. Hmm. He was a mayor for, I think, a couple different times he was the mayor. He also used to work down the hall here at US 103.5. Yeah, I thought that name yeah. sounded familiar. And, and we were there with him, you and I were, when we were in a parade and did something else there. Sounds about right. Well, anyway. Katie, do you have any birthdays? I only have Beavis, actually. Oh, what is his birthday? Well, I, I got I got some guy named Brad Hosher, Jeff Overstreet, Jonathan Tarada, who's a DJ here in Tampa, Amber Aversa, and Joe Mama Johnson, who used to work for the Beat. Yep, Joe Mama Johnson. So happy birthday, Gina, Jane, Robbie, and Beavis, and all of the names you had. 
And now we got some jokes from, well, let's see. These are Ben Ritter food jokes. I love food. Did you hear about the German restaurant owner who was arrested for illegally taking a live seabird in exchange for a meal? Business was bad, so he'd taken a turn for the worst. (laughs) That's a T-E-R-N for the worst, W-U-R-S-T. Why did the butcher work after hours in the shop to make ends meet, (laughs) M-E-A-T? You have to see these to get them. What do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. That's pretty lame. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. (laughs) Did you see the movie about the hot dog? It was an Oscar wiener. When watermelons get married, why do they always have fancy weddings? Because they can't elope. (laughs) And during the reception, they danced to the music of the song, Melancholy Baby. (laughs) And what do you call an epileptic in a vegetable garden? A seizure salad. Well, oh, that one's just. Get wow. rid of these. <laughs> All right, I got a little one for you. Oh, good. We need a decent one, believe me. All right, so Putin, Biden, and Zelensky are all in a hot air balloon, and it's starting to lose altitude. So they need to lose some weight to stop from crashing. So Putin throws out a bottle of vodka and says, Don't worry, I've got too much in my country anyway. Uh, Biden throws out AR 15s and says, Don't worry. I've got too much of that in my country anyway. So then Zelensky throws out Putin, and he says, don't worry, I've got too much of that in my country anyway. And then he looks at Biden. (laughs) A little political joke there. (laughs) Katie, have you got any? Well, I have a story for you. Yesterday, I ate a kid's meal at McDonald's, and his mom got really mad. Oh, oh, poor kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Well, those are better than the ones I had. We keep trying. It's 610 on AM Tampa Bay and time to get, I I hope this isn't funny, traffic from John Thomas. All the news and information as the midterm elections near. Heard right here. Now back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 614 on AM Tampa Bay. You have got to check out our blog here because Katie's got some fantastic things on them. Uh, First of all, that video she was talking about earlier, a Tampa woman thief steals two buckets of candy from a porch on Halloween. A thief. She doesn't seem to have any regret either. Do you think she has kids or something maybe? Maybe she's maybe, just maybe got a sweet has, tooth. Maybe she has kids that are stuck at home that can't go trick-or-treating. I'm just wondering. They they know who it is and everything. Is she going to be arrested for no, that? No, you don't get arrested for that. I mean, for stealing they have it, candy? They have it out on their porch yeah. with no sign saying don't take it. So technically, I don't think she's stealing. It's morally not right, but right. I mean, the candy was out there. I think if she stole like something like a like a yard ornament, then yes, that's that's a crime. She, even if she had taken the bucket, like if she had taken the whole bucket of candy, I guess technically that's stealing. I don't really know. 
Well, we'd have to ask Felix about that or someone who actually knows. Yeah. Maybe it is stealing, but I wouldn't think so because I'm sure there's some sort of sign saying take a piece. I mean, she took way more than a piece, but even if she had kids at home, she was trick-or-treating four, which I'm somehow doubting. She didn't need to take two <laughs> buckets full of candy. She's just a big dope. There we go. Tampa dope of the day right there. The dope of the day. She certainly could be that. And, of course, Katie's going to have another one coming up in a little while. The other thing you got to see on here is Katie in the Love Challenge with Brian Fink and Sarah Jacobs. They're all in love. As they use their bodies to spell out the word love. That's crazy. you got to be really flexible to do that. Oh, my Lord. I could never do that. Poor Brian Fink. I think I, I actually watched them film uh, do this, and they dropped him like three times. Oh, brother. Not good at all. And then Frito-Lay's introducing three new chip flavors inspired by World Cup. I'm, I'll pass on that. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, why working drive through on Halloween isn't for the faint of heart. Oh, yeah. You never know what might pull up. That's amazing. Hey, there's interesting speculation going around now that regarding uh, former President Donald Trump, um, because obviously a lot of people feel that he is going to be running in 2024, and he seems to be certainly leaning in that direction uh, for another term in the Oval Office. And something that has been suggested is that assuming the Republicans take over the House, which they are almost certain to do after this election coming up next Tuesday, that Donald Trump would be nominated and become the Speaker of the House of Representatives, replacing Nancy Pelosi. Because although it's never happened before, uh, you don't have to be elected to the House to be the Speaker of the House. I think that would be a weird situation, but, I mean, at this point, anything to get her out. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm about it. Well, she's going to be out for sure. There's no question about that, given that the Republicans are going to take over the House. But but remember, I'm not suggesting a hammer attack or anything. No. No hammer attacks. You don't want to do Just it that vote way. her out. But the constitutional statute says that the House can choose its own leader and officials, and they don't have to be members of the House. They can be nominated by a House member and then win a majority vote by that body, and they're basically hired by that. It's never happened before, although one time Joe Biden got a nomination back in 2019 to be Speaker of the House. But uh, no speaker has ever not been a sitting member. But it would be interesting if he did become the Speaker of the House of Representatives. I have to see if that ever plays out here. Um, and I'm looking at other things. Uh, the only, well, the, the, then, of course, uh, they're talking about a vote on trying to get rid of Joe Biden. And if... Trump were to become the Speaker of the House, and for some reason Biden were to give up the presidency or be kicked out of the presidency, and then Kamala Harris 
also were to be impeached or kicked out, then the Speaker of the House becomes president. That's very, the third person in line. Yeah, very fat chance that that'll actually happen. But I mean, where where the heck has been, has Kamala been anyway? You never see her. Oh Lord, I don't know. That might be a good thing. <laughs> what does she even do? Not much. Right. She may be pulling strings on Joe Biden. I don't know if somebody's Pretty doing much. that. But it would be interesting if that happened. If if Joe were to get kicked out or give up the presidency for some reason and Kamala were impeached and kicked out of the presidency, then the speaker becomes president. And if, uh, if Donald Trump were the speaker of the house, he would become president kind of a long way around to do it, but a remote possibility. It's six twenty on AM Tampa Bay and time to check on traffic. Now with John Thomas. All the information you need as the countdown continues to the midterm elections. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And Katie Buccino and James Berlander all on board here at 624 on AM Tampa Bay. And time to check in now with Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter. Um, and. Aaron, housing prices being inflated now are making a lot of people check out where they can get the most for their money. And this is causing some people to leave certain states and go to others. But what's the deal on that? Yes. So apparently in the third quarter, a record record 24% of people were eyeing homes in different metro areas. These are people in densely populated metropolitan areas. And the top destination for potential movers was Sacramento, California. This is all according to Redfin data. That was followed by Miami, Las Vegas, San Diego, Tampa. You guys, you were number five. Phoenix, Cape Coral, Northport, Sarasota, Dallas, and Portland, Maine. And these are all people fleeing their outflows from places like San Francisco, L.A., New York, Washington, D.C., Boston, Chicago, Detroit, Denver, Seattle, and Minneapolis. So, you know, the Portland, Maine one at the end, those are people from Boston. And and essentially what you're seeing is that the top 10 most popular metro markets, nine had a more affordable median price than the buyer city of origin. So, so they're looking at places. Let me just use Miami as an example. That's where a lot of New Yorkers fly. The median sale price there is $475,000, where a New York median home cost is $680. With, with metropolitan areas so densely populated and remote work looking like it's actually going to go nowhere. Yes, people are trickling back into the office, but not it seems as if hybrid jobs and remote jobs are here to stay. And if you have one, if you're lucky enough to score one, then yes, you'd prefer to keep more of your income on, on for ex- other expenses than having to just keep it on housing in a densely popular, populated metropolitan area. I'm just guessing that when they say Tampa number five, that they're talking about the Tampa Bay area, including St. Pete and Clearwater. Would that be true or do is St. Pete also Likely. judged? I would say likely yes, as a as a general region. You know, they they talk about Miami. Does that mean um, uh, Coral Gables and, and Coconut Grove? Probably. You know, like it all falls into the general region of of where people are looking and trying to find deals. Hmm. Well, I know we got a lot of people moving down here. A lot of Yankees coming down. We got a, we 
got an awful lot of non-Florida license plates these days, and I don't Absolutely. think that's going to change. Indeed, and it really comes down to cost. Like again, those numbers. If if the average price of a home in the New York metropolitan area is six hundred eighty thousand four hundred seventy five, looks a lot more exciting. <laughs> Certainly does. Hey, one other thing here that you noted that the Swiss, who've been known for their chocolate, but they say now there's a new formula that tastes just as good, but has only a fraction of the sugar. And what is that going to mean for Chocoholics, and when is that mm-hmm. going to be available? Yes, yeah, so this is pretty exciting. Calabout, which is the world's biggest chocolatier, they have this second-generation chocolate. It uses 50% less sugar than traditional, and it's all thanks to a new way to cultivate, ferment, and roast the cocoa beans that actually reduces that bitter taste that you can often get. So the product uses about 60 to 80% more cocoa, and it's it's likely to appeal to the more health-conscious consumer um, and, and kind of get in ahead of laws that are expected to limit sugar consumption. But the fact of the matter is, Calabout is a massive supplier. They, they're the world's biggest consumer supplier for consumer brands, things like Nestle. And in, in taste tests in the U.S., Britain, China, it's found to have very high consumer appeal. And what's nice about it is that people know more about what they're putting in their body. They understand that processed food makes them feel terrible. And if you can have the same exact stuff, it's only cocoa, sugar, um, that's what's in the dark chocolate. And then the milk chocolate, it's milk, cocoa, and sugar, just these three products, but it's cocoa first, then the sugar. So it, it's not, it's not, um, it, they haven't jiggered it with any emulsifiers or lectin or, or anything that, you know, preservatives that make it taste funny. It's kind of back to basics and allowing them to extract some of the bitter flavor, yet keep the same, taste-wise, it tastes as sugary as it did before. It just has less bitter, which is why you you don't need as much sugar. So it's pretty exciting stuff, and there's a trend out there for cleaner labels. Consumers don't want the overprocessed food, and this has three things in it. That's it. Hmm. I still like sugar stuff. <laughs> what about you, Jack? Are you milk chocolate or dark chocolate? <laughs> Am I what now? Are you a milk chocolate or dark chocolate guy? A milk Oh, milk chocolate. No, I like milk chocolate. I like oh, Hershey's good, Kisses. Good. Love them. Oh, they're delicious. They really are. Yeah. Well, Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter, will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. You too. It's 629 on AM Tampa Bay. 3,000. Let's hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. 637 and Katie, who is our dopey dope of the day? Well, I have a couple stories. The first one is a crazy Halloween story. Both of these stories took place on Halloween night. One is a woman. The other is a man. One's a little more serious, but we're going to start with the less serious one. It is a woman named Wendy Kazarek, and she was arrested on Halloween night. She's a 45-year-old woman, and she was handing out candy on Halloween night, but she was also screaming and exposing herself to children. Oh, so wow. we don't do that on Halloween. Um, what? 
I, wrong holiday. I'm not sure what holiday she thought it was. I'm not sure what holiday Mardi that Gras. is. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Yeah, she had that a little messed up. Um, so police were called to her house, and she was arrested in her driveway on Halloween night because, you again, you just can't expose yourself to children. We'll call her the dopette of the day. The dopette of the day. And the dope of the day, this is a more serious story. This is a St. Pete man, a 24-year-old, so very young. His name is Javier Tellez Reyes, and he broke into a home around 3.30 a.m., on Monday, and he began choking a woman while she was sleeping. Luckily, the woman was able to fight this 24-year-old off, and the woman's mother was sleeping in another room and heard her. So they were able to, you know, call the police, get him arrested. Insane, though. This is so sad that you could just be sleeping in your room in St. Pete. Well, really, anywhere in the world, sleeping in your room, and a man just breaks in and starts choking you while you're sleeping. It's very scary. It's more of a psycho than a dope, right? I'd say. It's a it's a scary story. Did they? determine why he was doing that to this particular woman i mean had she broken up with him or something like that no i don't think this woman knew him at all it says the victim gave turn you know turned over the video footage and it showed the guy like trying to break on the doors of her locked vehicle and then he didn't get in there so then he broke into her home but the neighbor was able to identify the 24 year old so just a random attack yeah it's just a random attack as at least as far as i've read in the story they don't seem to know each other at all i think this was just a random horrific act Hmm. but the woman is okay well that's good hey tune in for our live coverage of decision 2022 on wfla and that'll be tuesday november 8th beginning at 7 p.m when the uh, polls close and it's brought to you by the holland group retirement wealth advisors and let's make the rest of your life the best of your life But we do have great coverage beginning at 7 on Tuesday night. It's 6.40 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. The latest headlines, weather, and traffic every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 6.44 on AM Tampa Bay. And if you want to jump on, give us a call at 800-969-9352. By the way, the XFL, which is a springtime league, and they've been trying to get something like this going for a long time, and the newest edition of this spring football league formally announced the cities and the team names and what it's going to be all about. And uh, the... Well, the XFL failed to live past its first season in 2001, um, and the COVID-19 pandemic uh, shuttered the 2020 season after only a few weeks. But they're going to give it another shot here in 2023, and the new season is set to start February 18th, 2023, Games will be televised on ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, and FX. Do you think it will be more action-packed than the normal NFL? Oh, I doubt that. I wouldn't think so. But they're going to do things a little differently for sure. Um, But they've got eight XFL cities lined up here. Um, And unfortunately, we are not one of them which is pretty dumb on their part. At one time, we were going to have 
one of these XFL cities when they were talking about it. And one of the names picked up was the name we were going to use. In fact, I've even got a T-shirt with the name on it and everything. But it ain't going to happen now, which is, uh, well, not good at all. I hate to see that happen. But Arlington, Texas is going to have one. The Arlington Renegades, Washington, D.C. will have one. The D.C. Defenders, um, Houston will be the Houston Roughnecks. Orlando's going to have one. Yeah. Do you see the name? Crazy. The Orlando Guardians. That's so confusing now. Yeah, I guess that would be like the, uh, who was it that became the Guardian? The Cleveland Guardians? Yeah. The Cleveland Indians, so they changed it to the Guardians. They're just copycats. Yeah. And, you know, Orlando, they've got the Orlando Magic. The NBA wanted to come to the Tampa Bay area. They wanted to get a team here way back when, and Tampa Bay area wasn't interested in basketball, having an NBA team. They said, we don't care about the NBA and that's why they ended up in Orlando as the Orlando Magic. And, of course, the name Magic coming from Magic Kingdom. Right. Anyway, the Guardians is what their new team will be called. The San Antonio Brahmas, that would be like Brahma Bulls. The Seattle Sea Dragons. The uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. And the Vegas Vipers, that would be Las Vegas, the Vegas Vipers. Um, And, of course, Vipers was the name that the Tampa Bay team was going to have when they tried earlier to put this XFL thing together. I think they're a great league at confusing people. (laughs) I think you're right about that. But... um, I wish we had springtime football. I mean, I tell you what the greatest was, was the old USFL and the uh, Tampa Bay Bandits, mm-hmm. team owned in part by Burt Reynolds, the actor, and they had crowds larger than the Buccaneers drew. And it was a pretty exciting thing. And, of course, I think we've talked about it before. You know what killed it? Donald Trump, who owned the oh, New Jersey yeah, Generals. Right. I was thinking about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought I'd never forgive him for that, but I guess I forgave him later. But, uh, yeah, he tried to get his team into the NFL, and the NFL hoodwinked him into thinking he was doing that, and in so doing it, the rest of the league folded. Or we would still have the USFL drawing crowds of 50 and well, 50,000 per game, but ain't going to be happening anymore. By the way, speaking of games, in case you missed it, the uh, Clearwater Phillies, who do their summer training in Philadelphia, defeated the Astros 7 to nothing. That was a mind-boggling 7 to nothing win by uh, the Clearwater Phillies, and that Puts them up two games to one. I think they play again tonight. Um, I'll have to check it out. 
and also the lightning one over the Senators here at home in the last few seconds of that game. The uh, They had to come from behind to do it, but the lightning starting to look like they did in their um, cup years. That's a good thing. I was at that game, actually, last night. You were there last night? I was. I left shortly after the first period because, you know, uh, 8 o'clock bedtime. But, yeah, there was 1-0 to zero when I left, and we were not winning. Yeah, yeah, we had to come from behind late in the game to Got it together. win that one. I watched yeah. it on TV or watched part of it. But, nevertheless, they did win. That's important. they got to start winning a lot if they want to bring Lord Stanley back to Tampa. It's 6.50 on AM Tampa Bay, and time for John Thomas and Traffic. Live on 94.5 FM in Pinellas County, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 6.53, almost 6.54 on AM Tampa Bay. By the way, we watched the space launch yesterday at 9.40 a.m., the uh, SpaceX Falcon, which went up, it's pretty foggy over there, but they were able to make it through the fog. It's be nice if you'd have real clear skies between here and there when they have those launches, so you could see them farther down. They got to wait till it gets above the fog and the clouds and everything. Um, this is really tragic, eh? And it happened right here in Thanota Sassa. Bloomingdale High School student was killed uh, after shots rang out at a Halloween party overnight in Thanota Sassa, according to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. And the deputies responded around 2.15 a.m. to a home on Harney Road near U.S. 301 after getting a lot of calls about its shooting. And they arrived and found a male teen who was, well, he had a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital where he's, well, he was said to be receiving treatment yesterday morning, but another was found shot at a nearby petrol mart, and she was taken to the hospital where she died from her injuries. And this is incredible. I mean, this was a Halloween party. That's so sad. Yeah, and de- detectives said an argument broke out at the house party prior to the shooting, and it's not even clear if the shooter knew the two teens. So these were what, high schoolers? Yeah, apparently so. A Bloomingdale High yeah. School student. And it's really So sad. where were the parents? I have no idea, and... Why would you have people with guns at a Halloween party at your house? I'm sure there's probably not a security officer at the front door checking people for guns at a at a house party. But why would just an individual, I mean, a, a kid, apparently... Because uh, they think they're all badass. 
That's I, I'm going to say this is not, uh, and I'm not trying to say anything, this is not the best neighborhood at all. Like, I drive this way to work every day. I drove by the Petrol Mart yesterday on my way to work at 4 o'clock, and it was surrounded by cops. It's just, this is a very unsafe neighborhood as is, and it, it's such a sad story. I don't know why anybody feels the need to bring a gun to a Halloween party. Like, if you feel the need to bring a gun to protect yourself, maybe don't go to the Halloween party. Wait, definitely. I mean, if I went to a Halloween party and people had guns, I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm with you. Or if I felt like it was somewhere I needed to protect myself like that, I'm going to, you know, think twice about going. Definitely not going. When you're a teenager, it's hard to make those decisions. Well, anyway, you've got to check out our blog, amchampabay.com, and you'll see Katie and uh, Brian Fink. And who else? Sarah Jacobs? Sarah, yeah. Uh, all trying to do the word love, spell it out with their bodies. Crazy. That's worth checking it out here. And we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Champa Bay. Live it up.